BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following episode contains adult content and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Did you miss us? Legacy a Star Wars audio drama created and produced by Crystal Storm. Episode 9 Chapter 27 Family Lessons Fury Class Imperial Interceptor The Savage Sigil I was lying on my back in the quarters I'd been given on Vancito's ship, staring up at the ceiling. Sleep wasn't forthcoming. I was worried about Koro and angry. Not just at him, at myself, too. I'd overreacted. He'd gone all dark side, and I didn't know if I'd ever get him back. And situations rarely had a happy ending in my world. Ugh! He was such an infuriating man! I'd never met anyone who could do the job with such cold, professional precision, but then turn around and smile at me like I was the only woman in the galaxy. He cuddled. He loved hugging me. Was a complete pillow hog. He was fun and funny and a really terrible dancer. I would never tell him that. And a complete jerk! (sighs) I sat up. If I couldn't sleep, I might as well drink. I got dressed and walked out of my quarters, looking around at all the cold steel and faint red lights. It was weird being on a Sith ship. I felt a little out of place, but I didn't feel unwelcome. Not in the least. That was awesome. Quinn was super polite, and I really liked Vancito. I gravitated towards the kitchen and stumbled in to see Vet and Vancito sitting there, sharing a bottle of Shangillian wine without glasses and laughing. Okay, those two are completely cute together. They both looked over at me, and Vancito smiled warmly. <laughs> oh, Mako. Oh, I hope we didn't wake you. I couldn't sleep. Join us then, please. Want some wine? Got anything stronger? I knew I was gonna like you. What's robbed you of your arrest? It's not my room or anything. The quarters are awesome. It's just... And Koro? No. Yes. I just wish... He's so complicated. And now he's shutting me out and going all dark side and I'm worried. Not that there's anything wrong with the dark side. (laughs) Mako, my mother and I, we are Sith. We enjoy it, we just do. Sometimes it's simply delicious to bask in the darkness. My brother's different. How different? When Lancoro makes a choice you would perceive to come from the dark side, he does it so he never forgets how it feels. 
Not because he's drawn into it, but because our mother taught us, you cannot control what you ignore. My brother takes those moments, so he always stays in control of them. That is not his nature, though. He's very much a Mandalorian in his honor, his respect for battle, and a worthy opponent. I should have stayed with him. No. You were right agreeing to come here. He needs time to go through this phase without worrying he's disappointing you. He's never done that. I haven't always agreed with him, but I never thought he was anything but wonderful. Never tell him that. We won't hear the end of it. Lord Vansito, Darth Vires on the Hollow Terminal. Speaking of family, excuse me. That, can I ask you something? Sure. Lancoro told me you spent a lot of time with her. What's she like? Larissa? Unexpectedly kind in one moment, and completely Sith in the next. She's not a senseless killer, but she can be a cruel one. But there's a sadness around her, you know? She's got this thing she carries that she's been trying to atone for. You like her. Seven years ago, I started looking for my family. First, I found my sister in a sleazy strip joint on Narshada. Larissa brought her freedom without batting an eye. My mom. My mom died before I could find her again. The hut she was slave laboring for worked her to death. My sister wanted revenge. She wanted to storm this palace and kill him. We could have done it, but Larissa wouldn't let me. Really? I would have thought... She'd be coaching me to the dark side, right? No, she did not. Larissa told me I wasn't built that way and to leave being the Dark Lord to her. She killed the hut for me. Never said a word about it. But when I heard he was dead, his entire complex slaughtered, I knew. She avenged my family like it was her own. I'd always kind of known we were friends, but that's when I realized how much I meant to her. It was pretty awe-inspiring. I think it would have been for me, too. Mako, would you be opposed to returning to Dubrillion? Is he? I'm sure Lancoro's fine. We're returning because my mother requests your assistance. Your mom? You want me to meet your mom? Your call, of course. Word of advice, I wouldn't turn Larissa down. I'll go. Help. Whatever she needs. Be careful with your words in this family, Mako. Whatever my mother needs can sometimes be a dangerous thing. Chapter 28 The Things We Let Them See Larissa. Two cyborgs were on their knees in front of me, bound and mildly beat up. General Pierce stood behind them, glaring at them. I rose from my chair as Vancito brought Mako into the room. I ignored her for a moment and kept my focus on the Watchers, as they like to call themselves. Do you report to Zarin or Makethia? Silence. I gave them another moment to change their minds or revel in their bravery. Either way, it would not change what I did next. I backhanded one viciously. I grabbed the other by the throat with one hand and ripped the implant in his jaw out with my other. He screamed in agony and for once blood poured. 
Blasters and lightsabers cauterized wounds fast enough there was rarely any blood. No mess. This would be agony for them. Both were screaming now, shouting things. I smirked, dropping the brother whose face I'd just made a mess of and grabbed the other. I shoved my hand around her jaw, pulling him into me. Say something useful, or there will be more pain. I'm not telling you a frackin' thing, Sith. That wasn't useful. I shot my hand out to the other and used the force to rip out the implant over his cheek. More blood and screaming. Sparks this time. I was hoping that one was attached to his brain. Makethia! We work for Makethia! When is your next check-in with Commander Daklin? Shut up, Jake! Crack you! She's not ripping your face apart! Don't make me ask it again. Two days! We're supposed to check in in two days! I need a mantroid! I'll frack and bleed to death! I dropped the brave one and glanced over at Mago. She looked utterly horrified. Good. I wanted this woman who had power over my son to fear me. I wanted her to know what I was capable of in my darkest moments before she saw anything else of me. General Pierce, take him to medical. Then take them both down to the detention center and send in C9 to clean this up. I stepped over to Vancito and Mako. I embraced my son, but kept my gaze on the slicer. You should send them back to her in pieces. I have other uses for them. Two former SIS agents were the perfect scapegoats for the murder of Lord Medine. Go with the general, Vancito, just in case. Yes, ma'am. Mako, walk with me. I apologize you had to witness that, but my time is short. Since I don't think this is that social call you mentioned, how can I help? I need a hollow recording sent to a Jedi Master. It must be untraceable. And I need information on two SIS agents altered. That shouldn't be a problem. What else? For now, that will do. Do you love my son? I can't admit to you something I haven't said to him yet. And what of his abandoning you to the whims of his family? How does that make you feel? A little angry, but I understand. Do you? He didn't want me to have to be there while he... handles it. Partially. Partially? You're a weakness, Mako. One Darth Tormund could use against him. I glanced over at her and watched Mako's hand move to her throat. So Darth Tormund already had. Good. I was happy Lencora had been put into that situation. Happier still of the choice he'd made. So many things just make sense now. I'm sure a great many things will become clearer to you should you remain with my son. But the mission he is on now will possibly culminate in something of extreme value to me and this family. Support him or don't, but don't distract him. I don't think he's going to call me Lord Viras. He may. He will also return to you, Mako. Of that, I'm certain. What happens after that will be up to you. Risha and Jaisha stood in front of a computer terminal. Jason smiled briefly at me, then looked with predatory intent at Mako. It amused me greatly, leaving this little slicer near Jaysa. Your Highness, this is Mako, the slicer I spoke of. Mako, please work your magic. Leaving them, I walked out of the room, closing the door behind me. My holocom beeped. When I answered it, Elijah's face appeared. Zeran had a chat with me. She thinks it's you. Not surprising. Though I'm flattered she believes the dark side of the Force surrounds me that strongly. She doesn't know you're no longer the Emperor's Wrath, does she? Why would she? That's the last thing she saw me as. Larissa? Nothing will change her mind now, Elijah. We both know that. It's better she thinks this way. She'll be prepared. Not for what's really coming. I am. 
it will be enough. Very well, wife. I need Vansetto sent to me. Of course. What is your need for our son? I found someone who may know the identity of the Emperor's first son. Torture isn't so bad. You're cute when you're trying to turn me to the dark side. Be proud on calling upon him to test his Sith strength. This doesn't surprise me. I married you because you get it. Is that the only reason? Careful. Your Nadia's jealousy may overwhelm her. By the way, our other son has begun his journey. Has he? I wonder what he will choose. As do I, though I suspect I know. His slicer is here. Mako? Be kind to her, Larissa. Absolutely not. May the Force be with you. Good hunting, Elijah. I ended the connection. Placing the holocom back on my belt, I stepped off the elevator. My destination was the research compound where the neural chipset my children had recovered from Hoth was being duplicated. My thoughts, however, turned towards my sister. I frowned lightly, recalling the day Zarin discovered I was Darth Therese. The Merciless, some had called me during my time as Darth Angrel's servant. I wondered how she would take the message I sent. Chapter 29, Catalyst, Zarin. I was in my quarters, meditating, when my holocom started beeping. It was the force that warned me something about this incoming message would be... different. I stood and walked over to the small device on my desk. It beeped again. I shook my head at my hesitation and pressed the button to receive it. Were I not a Miraluka, I'm sure my eyes would have narrowed when Darth Virez's form appeared and the recorded message began playing. We will start with this. Why I am sending you this message is unimportant. You will receive orders from your Jedi Council to go to Vos because of Darth Fulminus. He is dead, by my hand and no longer your concern. What is, is your Master Braga. He leads the Emperor's army on Corellia, and we both know why. If you wish your master and the Emperor's plan foiled, I suggest you start there. Good hunting. Damn it, I thought. So many things suddenly moved through my mind. My focus should be on the threat. On verifying whether or not Darth Virez said was true or not. Instead, the sight of her holographic image took me back to the moment I realized my beloved little sister was truly lost to me. I switched off the message. I needed a different sort of perspective on the situation before I took this to the Jedi Council. And I knew just where to get it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
I walked into the med bay and leaned against the wall. I could see Doc's outline, but it was the sound of his voice giving instructions to one of the nurses that breathed life into my faint smile. I knew I had no right to seek his counsel, especially since I held no regrets over my decision. Attachments led to nothing good. I knew that firsthand. It was some kind of bitter irony, I supposed, that it had been Larissa who reminded me of that. You look like you're wearing the weight of the galaxy on your shoulders, Jedi. I could see him in a way others couldn't. He literally wore his emotions to the foresight of a Mirluka. I disliked hurting him with my presence. But he offered perspective. And I needed it. I felt like mine was tainted when it came to Darth Vera's. I still wanted to see the good in her, based on foolish hopes, instead of reality. Just the weight of the past. Do you have a moment? Sure. I can spare it. Your sister? Yes. Never did like her. Pretty sure she's the reason we broke up. She claims Master Braga is leading Emperor's army on Corellia. Easy enough to find out. You're worried about why she's telling you, though. I don't have a choice but to spring the trap, but I sensed... What? Regret. I sense regret from her, and something else. It... confuses me. I think it's me wishing she'd come back. I know what that feels like. My face pinched. I lifted a hand to touch him, but he stepped back out of my reach. Listen, you can't expect to be unbiased when it comes to your sister. Even with all your Jedi training. Bottom line, you have to go to Corellia, and maybe she is regretful. But that doesn't change who she is. I withdrew my hand, tucking it back into the sleeve of my robes. I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't... I like seeing you, Zarin. It just hurts. I know I should be the bigger man and respect your Jedi code and your reasons, but... Loving you kind of makes that nearly impossible. Thank you. For your perspective. It helps. Hey, what are doctors for? Hey, Zarin. Hmm. If you need backup on Corellia, call me. I could use a little action. Kind of boring around here. I leave in the morning. See you in the morning, Jedi. Chapter 30. The Right Assumptions. Larissa. I was mulling deeply over feelings about my sister when I came around a corner and felt my son. I looked up to see Vancito and Quinn walking towards me. I snapped back to the present. The prisoners are secure, Mother. Excellent. Elijah has need of you. You are to rendezvous with him. Of course. It'll be good to see Father. Do you require my presence, my lord? No, Captain. I will call you when I return. As you wish. You're thinking of her again. What of it? You did what was necessary. And you saved her life. He would have killed her, or worse. You state the obvious, Captain. Why are you following me? I thought you might want company. Or a punching bag. Your assumptions, Captain, can be hazardous to your health. He cut me off when he stepped into me. He was not close enough that our bodies touched, just enough that I'd be that much more aware of him. He came closer still when he silently rested his forehead against mine. My jaw clenched. I closed my eye and so did he. I stood rigid and silent for I'm not sure how long. 
When I broke it, I said very, very quietly, she thinks the coming darkness is me. What a compliment. <laughs> Your sister won't be placated with mere explanations. You'll have to show her who you really are, and that means you could have played this no other way. When the time is right, she'll see what you've done for your family. And, eventually, she will see you too. I didn't need assurances over my decisions, but that didn't mean it wasn't nice to hear. I slowly opened my eye, and the first thing I saw was his mouth. Damn this man. I quickly stepped back. In the next breath, my control returned. He complied with my changed in demeanor without batting an eye. He even moved into his officer's stance and folded his arms behind his back. I apologize if I was too... Thank you. I held his gaze long enough to catch the faint beginnings of his smile. Before it brought out my own, I turned away and started walking. You may follow, Captain. I would like your assessment of the factory. I'd be honored, my lord. Chapter 31 The Conflict of Knowledge Ilum Acknowledged. See you soon, sir. I walked into the post just as Lieutenant Eric Morgan kissed my sister, turned to M14X, and marched towards the door. He smiled and saluted when he saw me. I nodded respectfully at Eric and smiled at Makethia. You're as hard to track down as I am. Blame the Empire for that. Makethia, Larissa contacted me. Explain. I pulled the holocom from my belt and hit the play button so she could watch the message for herself. Could be a trap. It might be. I'll back you up. You're keeping something from me. Makethia sighed. She walked over to the computer and began typing. A second later, a detailed profile on Darth Therese came up on the huge screen. It wasn't anything I hadn't seen before. Still, my face tightened at the sight of Larissa so fully immersed in the dark side. Makethia hit another button, and suddenly Larissa was in the center as three new profiles branched out around her. I didn't bother hiding my surprise. I stepped closer to the screen and stared at Larissa's family. How did you find this information? How long have you known? For a while. How, I'd rather not say. It doesn't matter, though. I pressed my fingers to my temple. Larissa had a family. I had a niece. Two nephews. All of them lost to me because of Larissa's choices. A deep, overwhelming sadness overtook me in that instant. I sank down into the nearest chair. Her son killed Jaro. And a dozen others. I've tightened the noose around him. It's only a matter of time before we catch him. We've also got a small window of opportunity to intercept her daughter. I just sent Eric on that assignment. You've been working off the grid on this? No one else but my team, and now you. Know how far Larissa's influence actually stretches. Her children are only at the pinnacle of their potential power. We need to cut her hands off before it becomes more difficult. Why didn't you tell me? I knew you'd take this to the Council, and I wanted to collect as much information as possible without the Republic's and Jedi's rules and regulations to restrict my movements. And what did you do to get this information? Reed provided a lot of it, indirectly. She's not nearly as careful as Larissa. She'd taken Kazrin's death so hard. We both had. But Makethia seemed to be unable to let go of her grief. 
I knew it was a force that drove her, but I'd always thought she had it under control. Now I wasn't so sure. What else did you do to get this information? I crossed the lines that were necessary to get the job accomplished. Makethia. Larissa deserves to die for what she's done, Zarin. Whatever I did to get this information pales in comparison. You know it, despite what your Jedi code wants you to believe. I understand if you want to give her a chance to surrender and do this by the book. But if I get a shot at her, I'm going to take it. No one deserves death, Makethia. But I'd be a hypocrite if I said I didn't understand your feelings. Thank you for bringing this to me. I need to take this information to the Council. This is everything. Let me know when we're leaving for Corellia. I nodded and headed for the door. In the archway, I paused, watching the rigid line of Makethia's back as she stared at Darth Virez's pictures on the screen. I finally turned, walking out, my thoughts weighing heavily on me. Something was coming. Something dark and powerful, and Darth Virez was the Emperor's wrath. It had to be her, otherwise I knew I wouldn't feel the impending danger so strongly. Now I'd learned she wasn't only sitting at the Emperor's side. Her children were uniquely poised to become powerful allies in whatever she was planning. Too powerful. She had to be stopped. Which meant the next time I got a shot at Darth Virez, Makethia was right. I was going to have to take it. Standing against the wall, just outside of the Havoc Squad command room, Gus Tuno smirked underneath the old brown robe that made him look like a Jedi. He even had a lightsaber on his hip, stolen from his old master, but whatever. It was super handy whenever he needed to be all sneaky-like. He looked down at the device in his hand and made sure to save the recording. He pushed off the wall, adjusted his utility belt, and strolled away whistling. Wait till Reed heard this. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Legacy. Please remember to subscribe, drop us a review, and share this story with your friends. I also encourage you to come hang out with us. We've got a Discord server and soon we'll have a Facebook group. To join the Discord, click the link down in the description or go to dsc.gg backslash crystalsimagination. You can also join us Tuesday evening, 7 Eastern, 6 Central for the Legacy After Show, where I talk with the cast about the episodes and related topics. We do those on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash crystalsimagination, or just click the link down in the description. To view the full cast list, get your PDF copy of Legacy, and learn more about Crystal's sci-fi novels and other upcoming fiction podcasts, go to crystalsimagination.com. Episode 9 features voice performances by Crystal Storm, Alex Ahmed, Bun Barian, Adam Corman, Melissa Oki, Ray Stecanis, Eric and Kendra Mickles, Guama Harstenel, Alejandro Paz, Eliza Neal, Joy Moyer, and Tara. Legacy's theme song is composed by Daniel Cherlitza, titled Star Wars Dark Side Themes Reimagined. Additional amazing music tracks contributed to this episode, so please read the description for full credits and links to each track. Legacy is a work of fan fiction created inside the Star Wars The Old Republic universe. 
It is written, directed, and produced by Crystal Storm. The Daklin family are original characters created by Crystal. A big thank you to BioWare, LucasArts, and Disney for providing such a rich world to create in.